What's up, everybody? We are here with the Apogee Podcast. My name is David Carter. And Justin Bell on the mic. Yeah, so Justin, how long do you feel like it's been since we had this idea of a podcast till its actual being of a podcast today? I've grown three full beards since we first started talking about it. <laughs> easily, easily. Majestic beards. Easily. Um, well, we finally got it going. What do you think was longer, figuring out a name for this podcast or until we got it started? I think I feel like we went through like a lot of these crazy names, um, these elaborate names, and then finally we came upon the Apogee Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had some pretty ridiculous, ridiculous names. But I mean, it's, you know, Apogee's, it's a really neat term. It's kind of an all-encompassing pinnacle, right? You know, we want to get to the, the pinnacle of our everything, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whether it's, you know, your athletic goals. So I think the Apogee podcast is definitely fitting. So I think we did good. Yeah, I yeah. think we did real good. Absolutely. All right, well, before we get started with this episode, we want to do a little plug for the sponsor of this episode, and the company sponsoring us today is CrossFit Greer. Yeah, definitely uh, want to thank CrossFit Greer, so it's personal for me. I'm actually a um, semi-part-time, part-time, part-time coach over there, and I want to thank Jen and Reagan Green uh, for, one, sponsoring us, supporting us, really, from day one. I think they were our second or third follower. And uh, I mean, we're up to like 55, so we're pretty yeah, much we're rolling. Now, so. Click but, plug. Uh, Follow but, us on Instagram, Apogee Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're definitely excited to, to have them sponsor. So, um, David, why don't you tell them a little bit about the sponsorship? Yeah, it's very simple. All you have to do is if you hear this podcast today and you're interested in trying out CrossFit Greer or um, just go ahead and call them or walk in and say, hey, I heard about this on Apogee Podcast, and they will give you 10% off your first month's membership. Code Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got some awesome guests here today. Uh, their names are AJ and Amy Leroy. They are the founders of Local Comp. So is it is it Leroy or Leroy? Leroy. Leroy. Ah, Leroy. Leroy. That's what I thought. Means, got me already. Means oh, the Paul. king. <laughs> the king. Yeah. <laughs> Shows you how much we need to get to know these folks. So, with no further ado, Amy and Leroy, or (laughs) (laughs) Amy and AJ. Amy and the King. um, Tell us a little bit about yourselves and tell us a little bit about Local Comp. Let's start with, um, you know, who you are and how you guys met each other. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm Amy Leroy, not Leroy. Um, I am actually from Mississippi, so I grew up in Mississippi Um, Moved to South Carolina for grad school, ended up in Greenville after grad school is where I got my first job. Um, And I actually got into CrossFit as a recovering runner. So that was my previous um, kind of fitness choice was running, burning as many calories as possible. Um, And then when I met AJ, he kind of converted me to the better side of CrossFit. <laughs> Absolutely. And I put my running shoes away and have not looked back since. I now kind of hate running, actually, uh, unless I'm forced to is the only time I'm going to run. <laughs> and how long ago was this? Um, so AJ and I met in 2016. I think we actually met at a house party. Oh, perfect. Um, I had never tried CrossFit. The only thing I knew about CrossFit was running down the Swamp Rabbit Trail. 
um, past Swamp Rabbit CrossFit and thinking I will never ever do that. Sure. Um, so I think that's all of our story. <laughs> <laughs> so we met at we met at this house party, and he and his friends, of course, being CrossFitters, asked me if I had ever done CrossFit and tried to convince me to do CrossFit. Um, and I said, no, absolutely not, not interested. Um, AJ seemed to take a little bit extra liking in trying to get me to come to CrossFit. So he actually persuaded me, brought me to my first class, and we started going to CrossFit classes together. And that's actually how we started dating. That's so sweet. I love that. <laughs> hey, you want to go to CrossFit? No, I'm not really into cults. <laughs> so it's so it pretty funny because we met and we figured out that we lived in the same apartment complex. So I didn't have her phone number, I just got her address. And I was like, I'll pick you up tomorrow morning. What is your building number and apartment number? That's so she, like 1983. Yeah, so she gives it to me. I said, all right, I'll see you at 9 a.m. And the next day I like knocked on her door. And was like, yeah. time to roll. I was like, I'm about Let's to get go. in a stranger's car. See, so you and picked go her up, that's her. perfect. In yeah. 2019, <laughs> you're going to jail. Yeah. yeah. So then we actually started going um, I did a Groupon. I wasn't ready to commit, and I started going to the 6 a.m. classes, and he actually was going to the 6 a.m. classes with me um, at that time, and if anyone actually knows AJ, and now I'm still looking back to this day, don't understand how he got up that early. Um, so that kind of says uh, a lot about yes, his interest at that time. <laughs> now he will never, ever be at a 6 a.m. Sure. Um, Today I woke up at 9.35 a.m. The man needs his recovery. <laughs> the king the king needs his recovery. <laughs> Absolutely. So which CrossFit gym was this? Um, this was actually CrossFit Wrecker. Okay. Um, they're not open Oh, anymore. yeah, up in yeah. TR. They were, no, this no, one was in Malden. No, Trekker. Trekker. Mm-hmm. Wrecker right, was in Malden. Right. It was really close Neither to Neither one is open to this day, yeah. but yeah, this one was yep. CrossFit Wrecker, which is now closed in Malden. Perfect. All right, AJ, and what about you, man? When did you start? So my background, per these questions, I'm from Pelzer, um, born and raised, went to college in, at uh, Coastal Carolina, um, ended up getting a job down in that area, that's the Myrtle Beach, Conway area, ended up staying there through my job and for an extra three years, so college took me four and a half years, I stretched it another three years and then decided that I wanted to move home in 2010, so came back home, I work from home, I actually... I had that. I still have that same job where I'm working from home. I've been there for about 12 years, 12 or 13 years. So, um, yeah. So, still have that same job. When I went to college, went to school for computer science, which kind of brings us into, you know, how local comp got created through some of the stuff that I learned through school and my career. How I found CrossFit. Well, I worked in D.C. for a year in 2015, and had started researching CrossFit a little bit, watched YouTube videos on it, kind of was like social media stalking it, but a little bit too nervous to try it myself. Well, that fall, dated this girl, didn't work out, was like kind of down about all of it, and then that next week decided, okay, I'm gonna join CrossFit, like it's gonna boost my self-esteem and feel better. <laughs> so I just DM'd this CrossFit gym that was near me, and this is in like the DC area. Um, went to the first class and was shocked at you know how hard it was, and then just got hooked from there. So that was uh, four years ago, I'm trying to think, almost exactly four years ago. And then I did take a small break because I had a friend that was hiking the Appalachian Trail. So obviously no CrossFit mm-hmm. during sure. that time. Then um, once I left DC, got done hiking, came back to Greenville um, 2016, joined CrossFit Wrecker, 
then that kind of leads into Amy's story. We met that fall. So I had been at, I had been at CrossFit Record for about four months when we met, and then that's kind of my backstory. I got a quick question. What was that workout that put you down that first time you, you went and checked it out? Um, that's a funny story. So that was actually um, – it's the workout that has – 50 of everything, 50 wall balls, 50 box jump, mm-hmm. 50 push press, 50 something. I don't know if that's like a... That's like that's filthy 50. Filthy 50, 50. 50. yeah. Uh, that's the workout. It's like one of my least favorite workouts. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the very first one. Well, the first day, I had to go on a Saturday, and I was exercising. I was like kind of globo gymming. Sure. And I was doing strong lifts where you just go and do strict press, back squat, deadlift, Bent, bent over row and I didn't really I knew kind of how to move but it was just like internet self-taught mm-hmm. so I, I you know was doing that I've been doing been doing that for like a year just kind of you know trying to be active sure. so but I wasn't ready for filthy 50 um when I walked in the door <laughs> fantastic no one's ready for no filthy one's ready 50. yeah you were living that creatine life yeah I was just I was taking you know eating a lot of boiled eggs yeah. drinking a lot of protein powder you know yeah, awesome. the Rocky the Rocky Balboa diet, creatine and boiled eggs. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So um, local comp, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, it's been great for our community. So uh, I don't think a lot of people know where it came from. So um, you know, let's try to not get into an argument here. But <laughs> who, who who came up with the idea? Um, so the idea was mine. The, the backstory on local comp was this. I started going to CrossFit Reaction on Sundays because <laughs> I loved CrossFit so much that it was one of the only gyms that was open on Sunday. And I just, just dropped in on a Sunday class on, at 4 o'clock, which is taught by Chris Kane, still taught by Chris Kane now. Just started dropping in and just really liked the people there. Long story short, ended up joining there in this was in 2018, joining there. Brandon Chapin, um, the owner of CrossFit Reaction, is also the director of Greenville Games. We were just chatting about Greenville Games and how it was scored. He was talking about Breeze Scoring, which is one of the scoring companies, and he was kind of telling me about the cost and how it works and things like that. And we were just chatting, and Reaction has a lot of business owners. If, if, you, you, know, if you guys know, any, you know some of the people there, there are a lot of business owners there, a lot of um, some entrepreneurs and you know various people so there's definitely like some of the idea just spawned from seeing these other members who had kind of created some some things and we're making some passive income through various things and um, Brandon and me started talking about well what if I created something that would score Greenville games and this was 2018 it was sort of been Greenville games number eight um, so that was kind of how it started that's our camera. That is our. I think it's dying, <laughs> and I think it's out. That's okay. No okay. dead. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. So um, Brandon and me were talking Who's about. Greenville game? Games nine. Greenville games nine. See, yeah, they're, they're, they're arguing. Game. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> we were waiting for it. <laughs> back, let's fact check this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it was Greenville games nine. It was uh, 2018. Yeah. So we had talked about it. So that was in August. I joined Reaction in August 2018. And by the end of the month, I said, well, hey, what if I create this app or create a website where we could score it? And I don't know. At the time, I just thought it would be fun. I was like, I'll just do this. I, can, I, think, I, can, I, can, I think I can write some code that would be able to handle this. And, um, 
at the time I told him, I was like, hey, you know, um, let's just do it and, you know, I'll let you use it um, for this event and we'll just see if it works. And he trusted me. So I told Amy about it and told her, I was like, hey, we're going to need to invest some of our money to just get a website going and a couple things. And the original name was Strive. That was what I wanted to call it at first. S-T-R-I-V. Yeah, and the logo was like a podium. It was a podium bar chart thing. Mm -hmm. That was the original name. And then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, ah, I don't really like that. And then I just started, I don't know, I was the one that named it Local Comp. And then the reason that it has this little bulldog is because we both have, we we have two bulldogs. We love bulldogs. So I thought it would be a funny, not funny, but I thought it would be a way to have like a mascot. And that's kind of stuck. I'm, I'm glad with how the logo and everything come out. People yeah. know what it is when they see that bulldog. Yeah, so we, we got married in June 2018. Mm-hmm. I think his idea for local comp started in August 2018. Oh, wow. Um, around so that we're same like talking time, about it on the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I actually switched jobs in August 2018 from public accounting, where I was working a ton of hours and traveling. Um, to more of a eight to five, never traveling type of accountant role. So I had all this free time on my hands. I needed something to do and put my energy into. And I kind of was like, well, what can I do to help you? How can I help you? And like, I can't write code. So I guess there's nothing I can do to help. Um, Until it was kind of to the point where we could start trying to get other competitions to use it. Um, I sort of was over the pricing, what are we going to charge for this, and reaching out to other gyms and, and other competitions we know of in the area and trying to convince them um, to use us. That, <laughs> but that all happened. Amy came in, I would say, early 2019. Um, the, probably the first three months, it was really just me. I had the Instagram account, and we did Greenville Games. It was a, it was a success. Um, I didn't compete. I just scored. And then we ended up doing Santa Series next. Um, we actually were not there because we were had plans to visit Amy's friend in Nashville, but we had a friend there that we gave access to it, and, and she scored it. And that was the early, yeah, the early so, stages of it. So really just the scoring app was really the only plan that we had was this scoring and registration and let's try to get as many people and as many um, gyms as we can to use it and know about it and know that this is an option and you don't have to pay a ton of money for these other scoring apps and um, the way that what I kind of envisioned was that we could use marketing as something that we can provide which the other scoring and registration applications don't have so we had Instagram account we were trying really hard to have followers but it was hard because we didn't have a lot of comp- competitions using us. Therefore, why would anyone follow us? And why would a competition use us if we have no followers? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was, it, yep. That was like a snowball effect. It was a snowball effect. And when we very first started um, trying to get people to use us, and at first, I remember we were actively reaching out to competitions and DMing people like, hey, we have this thing. Would you like to use it? And... I mean, we didn't get a ton of response, you know, yeah. and it, and I think at first people were, didn't really know what to make of it. Like, sure. And we actually, yeah, we actually had people that six months later sent us a DM or like, Hey, I remember you reached out to us and we did not know 
this was going to turn into this, you know, we wish we would have used you <laughs> now. It was, yeah, <laughs> we had that. We had that. Yeah, like, look at me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so what really kind of evolved, I would say kind of the turning point for local comp was we were actually on a vacation, just the two of us. We decided to go to Austin, Texas, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we're traveling back and we're in the airport. And the whole trip, I think we had kind of been talking about local comp a lot on and off. Like, where is this going? What are we doing with it? Um, and as we're boarding the airplane, I remember AJ saying, you know what I could do? That would be cool. Because um, AJ's ideas, they spawn from what would be fun. What sure. would be fun for him to do? And mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm an accountant. I'm more of, does that make business sense? <laughs> and that's sort of how we, sure. we jive. But he said, um, wouldn't it be cool if I built a leaderboard for the Open? And it would pull in these Open scores, but only for people in our area. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. He's thinking, oh, this will be so much fun. It'll be cool. And I'm thinking, this is how we get followers. Yep, this is what people are going to click on. They <laughs> yes, want to see where they're at. Yes. And so as soon as we got back, we started. We we didn't really ever let go of that idea. We called it the Upstate Open. Um, we made flyers. We um, went to almost every single CrossFit gym in the Upstate delivering these flyers. <laughs> like, I think there's about, yeah, there's 30. There are, at that point, 30 gyms in the Upstate. Sure. We physically stepped foot in between the two of us. 30 or 31 of them. That was, that was a hard, that was a hard time. So Amy wanted us to go to every (laughs) single gym and drop off these flyers and explain who we were. So we divided, you know, we just divided them up and we went and did this. This This was was like every Saturday for January and February of 2019. Yeah. And so we would, we, you know, we would discuss, okay, I'm going to these four today. You're going to these four. You're going to hit up Spartanburg. I'm going to go hit up the Clemson area. It was a mixed street. It was, it was a mixed it was definitely an interesting experience because I was like sometimes I would go in and people would be they knew who I was they were excited to talk to me and sometimes people are like they would just look at the flyer and be like okay thank <laughs> you and then I was it felt like I was yeah. like a door to door salesman and I was like I don't yes. know it's a weird feeling yes. <laughs> you don't have to buy anything you see yeah we're just we're like hey my name's AJ I'm from local comp <laughs> we're gonna be doing this leaderboard we're gonna be trying to like unite people just um, at that point we didn't know there was gonna be an event we were just doing this for fun. And yeah, you, you just get a mixed reaction, you know, from yeah. folks. We spent our Valentine's Day that year, our first Valentine's Day married at a, were we, we were, at We a... were in Greenwood. We went to CrossFit Greenwood. <laughs> Did we go to Arby's? We went to Lander. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, backtrack. Wait, your first weekend after you got married, you were spending it in Greenwood? It's the first Valentine's, oh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Poor, poor, poor yeah, souls. Yeah, we're like, we got to get out there. We got to hit no up offense, CrossFit, CrossFit Greenwood, Greenwood and Mainstay <laughs> and Lander University, so... Let's do it Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> the Open's then, almost here. <laughs> yeah, and then it was a Thursday night, Valentine's Day, and we hit all the Greenwood gyms, and I was like, I'm hungry. You want to go to Bojangles? And she was Bojangles. like, sure. Yeah. So then that was how it all went. They had those Gotta Bojangles. get that Heart shaped <laughs> biscuits. So little known fact, I spent a portion of my life in Greenwood. So. Wow. I spent four Valentine's Days in Greenwood. Oh, wow. Well, I love the start of this uh, little conversation because, I mean, it shows true entrepreneurship. I mean, everybody thinks... They kind of see the end game. They're like, oh, man, that was such a good idea. But they don't really see all the hard work and kind of the footsteps that go into actually creating that idea into a business. So I'm assuming um, once you signed up with Greenville Games and you had that competition, at that point, were you guys an LLC or did you guys kind of create the business part of that after you are like, hey, this really worked out really well at Greenville Games? Well, AJ already had an LLC because he is um – technically self-employed he bills the company that he works for um and he gets 1099 so he already had an llc we were using that one my sister is actually our tax accountant um and after local comps started generating income she said you guys need to split those so Mm -hmm. we had one llc 
um, in 2018 and 2019, we had two LLCs. But it was a while before local comp made any money. Yes. Just like any when, business. <laughs> when we were handing out these flyers, we had not made a dollar yet. Yeah, yeah just like any business. We were, doing, we were scoring for free. We just wanted people to use us at that point. Um, so when we were doing the upside open, we, we still had not made a dollar yeah. at that point. So y'all would say the tipping point for local comp was the open in 2018 or 2019? It was in 19. 2019. The first open. There was two opens last year. Absolutely. The first one. Yeah. Yeah, we handed out the flyers. I had, I, I had already made a test open leaderboard with 2018 data. Um, to show Amy, I remember it was like a rainy Saturday in maybe January, and I was like, let me try to like write some code to pull this data in for all the open data from 2018. And it was still a slight risk because um, that's assuming that when the 2019 open started that the data is public on the game's server. So I assumed it was making an assumption, and it was. Everything is, you know, I'm still able to link to everything. You know, they don't have to make, they have, they have it to where it's a, it's a accessible set of data for developers. Um, I found about, I found out about it kind of through Reddit, just Googling, like how to, yeah. how to pull in this data. I think we think that's how Beyond the Whiteboard pulls in their data too. And so I pulled in the data for, I didn't, I didn't configure it to pull in all 32 gems. I just had it pull in about 12 of the gyms that had the most athletes and I was like hey Amy check us out and just yeah. pulled it in really um, we were just super excited about it because it was something that we would be excited to see like I would love to see sure. where I stood just in the upstate of South Carolina so I knew other people were gonna we knew other people would be excited about yeah it, because so. like you might have a friend that goes to another gym and during the open you guys are texting like hey you know what did you get on this or whatever and then I've even compared myself to you know, might have had a friend at, at CrossFit Gear or, or wherever and been like, you know, just compare yourself to these other gyms. And sure. at that time, the CrossFit Open, um, the CrossFit Games website and app did not have custom leaderboards. They we, have that now. So you can kind of replicate what we are doing through the CrossFit Games app. But at the time, it didn't exist. But you could only actually filter it down to the state. As far back as I remember. Back then, back yeah. then. Now yeah. you can create a custom leaderboard, mm -hmm. yeah. but the difference is each one of us would need to create a custom leaderboard on our phone. It's not just a link that you say like view leaderboard mm -hmm. and we all see the same thing. You have to configure it with all 30 affiliates. Mm -hmm. And now we are, one thing that we're doing is we are allowing unaffiliated athletes that are going to Beast Mode Gyms, Iron Tribe, if they're, you know, if they're participating, we're pulling them in and Great. those folks, they, they like yeah. that. Yeah, so when we were working on the open leaderboard and doing the upside open and the, the flyers and we were planning to do banners for the fittest group and whatnot, we still had not even thought of fittest of the upstate. Mm -hmm. It was still, it was a complete afterthought. Um, yeah. And that one, so we give him credit for the upside open, we give me credit for the fittest of the upstate. Um, because I'm still, my brain is still turning, like, where is this all going? What is the end goal? We're in the hole, this money, like, how are we going to get this money back? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I had the idea for doing an, I had that idea to do an invitation-only competition based on our Upstate Open leaderboard. So kind of taking that and then using it to create our own competition. And we had at that point scored a handful of competitions, participated in several competitions. We had never run our own competition 
Um, but we felt like we could figure it out. <laughs> and sure. It was one of those things where it was like, we know we have really no idea what we're doing, um, but this is such a good idea that we have to do it and we just have to figure it out as we go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how did you guys land on a number for the amount of participants in Fittest of the Upstate for the first one? Um, I don't recall how we ended up doing that. Um, did you say that you wanted it to be 15%, the top I think, 15%? I think AJ, initially, looking back, I think AJ wanted top 10. It was going to be like very exclusive and very elite. And I was the one that was like, we need to make it bigger than that. Um, we, we need to make it more inclusive. And I think when the score started coming in, you could clearly see, like, we have some really impressive people here in the sure. upstate. And if you compare, if you were to look at the scores of people on the upstate open leaderboard compared to other areas in the state or the country, we, I think we have this pocket of crazy talent here that's not really, it's not really um, representative of what you see across the country and other areas of size. So I think our event being larger is better um, for our community. And, and we do have an awesome community here in the upstate. So there's over 900 people on the leaderboard. So now we kind of do have a rule of thumb of around 15% of that age group, 15 to 20% is, is sort of what we, we look at when we're deciding the number of people. Yeah, some of the groups are harder to make. Um, for sure, the hardest group to make is the 18 to 34. That group is hard to make just because it's the largest group and you know probably the most competitive people are in that age range. So you'll see people that will turn, you know, they'll go to masters at 35 and it'll definitely be not as difficult for them to qualify. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so my like initial numbers were a little more on the um, elite side. My, the very first idea I sort of had was, okay, we knew regionals didn't exist. You know, a lot of people used to talk about regionals and we had the idea, okay, there's no regionals anymore. There's only a select people that were going to really be aiming to go to regionals in our area. I would say maybe four or five people. What if we give something more reachable to our community of something that gives you a reason to do the open? A lot of people, like I remember when regionals went away, we, I talked to people and they said, well, I'm not going to do the open. There's no regionals. And I thought, well, were you expecting an invitation to regionals this year? Um, you know, I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not. So I mean, I checked last year's score. <laughs> so, but we we just thought, okay, this is a good idea to allow people something that's it's it's even more reachable than you know Wadapalooza Intermediate or Wadapalooza RX. This is more reachable than that, and. But my first num my, my first set set of numbers I think was like I just wanted to get the top like ten or fifteen and I'm really glad that where it is for this next event I'm glad we have an intermediate group um, I think that that's been great I think um, that's huge like especially especially I would say for the male group because um, like if you did the open last year that group that, it was a tough group for example that first workout that had the bar face and burpees and snatches or clean and jerks. The last workout that had the ring muscle-ups, wall balls, rowing, break-up, however, mm -hmm. most of our intermediate males finished both of those workouts. That's, that's, that's I mean, a that's pretty a pretty good test of fitness. If you finish mm -hmm. both of those, some of the guys that made it, they were like kind of right there on the cusp of intermediate. So I'm glad that we did that division because I think that's, those are, if you're, you're solid if you can do those two things. So um, 
I'm glad that we did that. We, you know, that was something we kind of reached a little further on numbers wise. And there's there's still a piece of me laying on the floor from that wad. So. Which one? <laughs> the, the, the what? The first one. Yeah, that was not my was favorite. Um, not fun. It was not good for me. Not yeah, good. I mean, and you yeah. typically see that in the open is where you know the, the heavier barbell, the heavier workouts, the higher skilled workouts are typically the separators. That was more of a hey, do you have the mental? capacity to keep going and, and the overall conditioning to push through yeah i feel like the very first open workouts are always conditioning testers and i feel like they they want they don't want to scare anyone away with muscle ups first they want more people to sign up so they kind of put something out there that everyone can do mm-hmm. that's a that's an engine tester and that was definitely when i saw i was with amy we did a live stream this year where we had daniel sterling and madeline helms who won fittest of the upstate go head to head and when i saw that workout come out i was like oh man (laughs) (laughs) i would be interested to see the numbers of the upstate of people participating in the open because of fittest of the upstate compared to you know the rest of the country or even you know the low country we had you know we were what we were tracking those numbers this past fall because we did two opens in one year and the numbers were lower. They were lower across the U.S., across the world, because people didn't want to do it twice. I, I understand. I don't know if I was thrilled to do the Open twice last year. You know, it was just a mm-hmm. lot of Open. But um, I know we had some people that didn't sign up, and then we got a lot of new people that signed up for Fittest of the Upstate that mm-hmm. were more competitive. So I think you saw – you just, I think you saw the skill level and maybe the, the fitness level just increase. The number of total participants might have been lower, mm-hmm. but I definitely think for the people that were qualifying, it got harder. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we did see a decrease on the Upstate Open Leaderboard of number of people, but I think percentage-wise, the decrease that we saw was not as extreme as percentage-wise across the board in sure. the U.S. for there being two Opens sure. that mm-hmm. Well, I think what I love most about what you're doing is you're really giving the upstate and, and all of the athletes an identity. You're giving them something to work towards. Like you mentioned before, AJ, there's no regional. I mean, for most of us, there was never a regional unless, you know, you're going and, you know, watching some fitness, eating a hot dog. So which was maybe three years in a row. So, um, you know, I, I just, I love that you're giving some of our above average athletes who we would consider our elite athletes, something to work towards and to work for and, you know, I, I just can't I, – honestly, I can't wait to see what it grows into. That's – I think I even asked uh, asked you, Amy, um, when y'all made me do that terrible, terrible, terrible demo video, uh, you know, what's next, you know. So we're excited to see y'all grow. And um, I guess you, what, what, what I've been wondering is – because I was there uh, judging at the first uh, Fittest of the Upstate. What was the hardest lesson to learn – from that first event <clears throat> hardest if, lesson to learn from the first event yeah if you could go back and change anything to make it even better from what you know now what would that be or hey maybe it's something that you guys implemented for the second fit is the upstate yeah I, I they're can't, perfect I can't, bro I can't, <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> like, i mean i, I love really it. honestly it was at crossfit was. greer so i mean how much more so, perfect could and, it get and, and, this is, <laughs> and, I, and I asked a question i you know, I, I really did think it, it really flowed well. The I first, think did a great job. The mm-hmm. first night with the Teens and Masters Plus, we we did have a situation from transitioning from one of the workouts, from the conditioning workout to the max lift, where it got really confusing. 
um, with just moving the weights around and transitioning where some of the stuff was, the boxes and rowers. I remember that. I remember being stressed and thinking, okay, we're not going to make this mistake Saturday whenever we have more people. So that was a, it was a good, um, I mean, that Friday night was fitness to the upstate, but it was good to, we did iron out a couple of little things when there was less people there. I think, I think that the best thing I can think of, um, that was a lesson that we learned was making sure that there is an AED machine. Mm. Yeah. Um, we were extremely, extremely, extremely fortunate that Greer had that AED machine. Um, but obviously that was a huge lesson learned for us because we did not ask them in advance. Do you guys have an AED machine? We did not have, um, we were not planning for that to happen. Um, so that is something that this year, obviously, um, when, we, when we met with CrossFit Potentia, we asked what's the status of mm -hmm. sure, um, the AED machine. So, and they have one now. And I think a lot of gyms also learned a lesson there. And I think a lot of gyms also um, got AED machines after, after that incident. So that was a huge lesson, um, as well as just being prepared for anything to happen and being prepared to be flexible and make decisions on the spot um, when things don't go necessarily as planned. Well, and I, I'll say y'all handled it really well, the whole situation. And, and I would also say that myself as a coach and also as a judge, um, I look at competitions differently now. I watch people differently now. I, I you know, I kind of visually check their vitals more often than not. Um, I think all of us learned a valuable lesson. So, um, yeah, so moving on from that question, uh, <laughs> what, I, I guess maybe I'd be wrong to assume, but I would think that Fizz Upstate would be your, probably your proudest moment to date. Am I right? Am I wrong? Tell me a little more. Um, yeah, I think we have a separate, I think we have different answers. Mine, if I was like my happiest moment was, the Saturday night that Fittest of the Upstate was over, knowing that all that work had resulted in a good event, I felt like we, everything went, I think we were happy with how everything went. We had, you know, one, um, one incident that was out of our control, but um, yeah, I was really happy that night. Um, Amy maybe has a different answer on some of the things that are the most rewarding yeah, for her. Yeah, I know. I think AJ felt very, he felt really happy after the event was over. He was on a high just from it going, um, I guess, up to the standards that we were hoping that it would go. Um, but for me, really, the, the thing that made me the happiest and the most proud was later in the, in the coming days, um, as I was seeing some of our competitors post their experience, um, it really showed us um, how we kind of gave people something to be proud of and mm -hmm. we gave people who maybe didn't think that they were worthy um, after doing the competition and they kind of realized afterwards that they are worthy and they, they do have a reason to be proud of themselves and seeing that we positively impacted people just by having this event and and one of our goals when we first set out to do it was we wanted to make all of our athletes feel like they were special that they really earned their spot and that they deserve to be there um, we think of that with our programming we want all of our athletes that have already gotten an invitation and registered to still feel like they are worthy of being there um, that's something that goes into every aspect of our planning 
Um, and so seeing people posting their experience afterwards and seeing that they had a positive experience um, and that it really meant something to them was the most rewarding thing to me. Absolutely. So do you guys personally do most of the programming for the event or do you guys have other sources giving you input? How does that work? We are doing both. So we work with some people on the outside. Well, we work with some coaches that are in the community and we I would say I had for last year and this year, I had a vision of what I considered to be a good test of fitness overall. And then we have been working with a couple of different sources to kind of um, kind of line that up and you know get some new movements and things like that. Neither of us are CrossFit coaches. Neither of us have our L1. Um, yeah, kind of the overall vision is comes from us, and the final say comes from us. But we do sure. get input yeah. and feedback from other. People. Well, I mean, really, our our template for fitness of the upstate, our template for how you will see this go is you will see the following things really get hit. You're going to see a conditioning piece that is low skill, that is conditioning oriented. That's how last year. That's the kettlebell snatch, rowing, burpee, box overs. You're going to see. Um, weightlifting, maybe a single weightlifting lift. This year we're not doing a single lift, but you're going to see something that involves something heavy. And then we're going to test mainly gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So you're, you, so you'll never see us do like three Metcons that are all combinations of those things. You're going to see workouts where there's definitely a theme of the one workout. So la you know, last year's fitness of the upstate, we had the first one was conditioning. Then we had a max lift with no buy-in as far as having your heart rate up mm -hmm. like we I, that was i wanted to do that because i wanted to see clean and jerk it's something we all do it's i felt like it was a safe movement and i felt like it would get the energy up in the room because i knew some pe some of these people are going to hit some big big weights and then right after that give them transition to the gymnastics tests and then we did as our championship workout last year amanda the ring muscle up uh mm -hmm. snatch workout so we we spend hours and hours and hours on the workouts and we start forming them early on. Yeah, and we, and we know who our competitors are ahead of time. So that's something that gives us a little bit of a different perspective on our programming compared to the other competitions around here where they mm -hmm. can release their workouts and then people sign up. We already have our roster and we can go on the open leaderboard and we know what they're capable of and not mm -hmm. capable of. So that's something that we really think hard about in, in our programming. So that's, that's one of the big things that we focus on when, when planning our event. And then the, the other thing that AJ does a great job with is he wants it to be fun for the audience. Yeah, so. that's huge. And balancing those two can be tricky. Yeah, you want it to be, I mean, you really, like, I, I, we, we wanted this to be a spectator-friendly event. We want it to be visually just something that spectators can come and see and kind of know where people are in the workouts. And we definitely think about that a lot. You know, is this going to be visually appealing to people that are watching it um you know having them how we lay stuff out and having them you know walk through movements walking up a lane going back things like that yeah that's huge i love that i'm gonna change directions just a little bit here for the next question um many people and businesses find social media a little overwhelming and complicated uh, what do you say to folks who are trying to build a social media platform for themselves or kind of finding it hard to do that yeah, so um, we kind of mentioned earlier how we kind of struggled at first because we needed a following for people to be interested in us, but people weren't interested in us because they didn't have a following. So, um, yeah, it is tricky. I do think that, 
you know, if you're managing a social media account and you're trying to make it successful for a business, you should have your own personal social media account and you should be following um, other businesses and seeing what they're doing. Um, you've got to be producing content on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So um, something that is going to give people a reason to follow you. If you're not posting very much, then why hit the follow button? So maybe that's one thing is see, you know, what businesses, if, if depending on what industry you're in, seeing what other businesses in that industry are posting. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. One of the ways we got a lot of followers was when we were doing helping with scoring and marketing for local competitions is we would repost or we would post that someone had registered for a competition and the way that we did that is when someone would register we would ask for their Instagram user ID if they provided one to us we would go and basically Instagram stalk them grab a photo of them hopefully doing CrossFit and then put like a little logo on it that says that they're registered for this event and you know it just that's kind of like a snowball effect too that helps for these local events like someone sees like oh I just saw that Justin's doing Freedom Games like I, yeah. You know, I know he's going to be there. Like, I want to, you know, it just makes people I talk think, about it. I think the most powerful thing in Instagram is reposting on your story. And so if you post a story and you tag someone and they repost you, that's, sure. I mean, it's a game changer. And that's, that's whenever Instagram thought of that, that was a blessing to all business owners with Instagram accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like as far as social media goes, I would say that none of what we have would exist without Instagram. If it was just Facebook, I don't Absolutely. think we're sitting here. Right. It's this yeah. is all spawned off of Instagram. Um, you know, it's like a, almost like an Instagram born business. It is. You know, it, it absolutely our, is. Our address should be Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a plug for Instagram right now. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. If you haven't heard of it, no. So I, I think uh, when I think about what you've done for our community, I think of empowerment. Yeah. You really empower people to be something maybe even bigger or better than the, what they had ever wanted to be, you know? And, and I think that's neat. I mean, it's, it's recognizing the, the regular Joes. And uh, I, think, I think that's the coolest part about what y'all have done. And, and, and that's funny, AJ, because before you even said anything, the first thing I thought of was, I remember the first time local comp reposted that I had signed up for the very rare well, break, you know it, breaking boundaries or something. You know what's yeah, funny man, is awesome. I think that started from, um, uh, was it Winterwad? And and we were we were scoring Winterwad for green, for CrossFit Reaction and AJ just did it for a couple of his friends like for fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he would show up to the gym and they'd say, well, where's my registered <laughs> post? And people started getting mad like, sure. why didn't you do a registered post for me? Um, I, I think it started. I think it started. <laughs> I did it for someone and I actually did it as a joke. And it was like a <laughs> funny photo of them working out or something, like giving a thumbs up. And I was like, so-and-so registered for Winterwad. And, and, and then I maybe did like two or three. And I remember I was at the gym one night. It was a Thursday night, I think, because like our gym's always kind of slow on Thursday nights. I feel like people, it's like, that's the day the that people, there, sure. yeah, people will, will rest. And someone goes, I saw that you posted so-and-so, but what about me? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. are you serious? And then I think it even got to the point where if we didn't post someone, which would be because they have zero photos of themselves doing mm -hmm. anything fitness related mm -hmm. or no post on their Instagram account at so, all and we so couldn't find a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would actually message us and say, Hey, I just want to make sure my registration went through and do you see me as registered for us? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I love we just that. didn't repost you. Yeah. Take some better pictures. Yeah, we will repost the picture of in sure. your dog. When I uh, when I'm talking to people outside of the upstate, because I'm originally from Michigan. Can um, you tell? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm telling them about the podcast and who our first guests are. And when I'm explaining you guys, I'm saying, well, what they've really done is they've brought the CrossFit community together in the upstate. And it's just been the biggest thing. You know, some of these competitions that would take months to sell out will sell out in weeks. Um, if any uh, com- you know, competition or CrossFit news that you need to know, it's right there at your fingertips. So it's just been, it's been an incredible business model, I think. Thank you. Um, as far as, you know, where you guys want to go with this, your long-term goals, are you guys thinking you want to expand in the state, um, you know, the country, what do you guys want to do with this? Is this something that you want to keep, you know, local? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, Give so, us the dirty details. Yeah, yeah no, we get know. asked this question a lot. <laughs> sure. Um, people, well, here's your, here's your platform. <laughs> Tell us all. People ask <laughs> us a lot if we're going to do a fittest of South Carolina, a fittest of the Southeast, um, but... The truth is we really are very emotionally um, invested in the upstate. Um, The upstate is very close to our hearts and it's what we really enjoy doing. Um, But what we have talked about and what we would like to do as far as as growing this concept is we would like to give this idea to other areas of the country of a fittest of, insert your area here, um, Mm -hmm. fittest of, Queen City, fittest of, you know, the the Asheville area, the Atlanta area, and trying to get the word out that this is a great idea, and we would love to see other communities implement it, and we would love for those communities to use us. Sure. And to use our open leaderboard um, um, services and registration and scoring services. So that's kind of what we're thinking as far as growing and expanding. Um, I don't think that us um, as local comp would be running any other competitions outside of Fittest sure. State. Yeah, that's fair enough. Love it. Um, and I love this next question. How is your success in your business correlated with your relationship with each other and your fitness? Have you guys just cranked it up fitness wise? You know, since you started this, being a public figure um, now. So <laughs> I mentioned that this kind of got started right as we were newlyweds. Sure. So we were still figuring out marriage and then at the same time figuring out local comp and kind of as we talked about it started and it was completely aj's thing um i sort of inserted myself into the equation (laughs) (laughs) and it turned into something that really one person can't handle by themselves so it really does take both of us and we both have our roles that we play so it has been kind of challenging figuring that out and okay this is my piece of the puzzle this is your piece of the puzzle this is things that um, we have to communicate with each other and um, so it has been challenging at the same time it's also been really cool to create something and build something together Um, I would like to say that it has more positive than negative (laughs) um, (laughs) impacts but okay he's nodding so that's good (laughs) all right so so let me so let me interject so what parts do we disagree the most on is it the programming? No, it's Is not it the programming. social media? So the programming, I think, so we have, we really have roles that, like the programming is really more on me. Um, that is probably, I would say it's probably 80% me. Amy's pretty open. She, her main thing with programming is she just wants to make sure that everyone has a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants for the workouts to have the option to be scaled for some of the folks where maybe they can't do one of the movements, um, things like that. And that's that's her main thing um, with the programming, and then aside from that, it's really up to me and um, the folks that we use to, to to help us with the programming. I think she. I, I can tell you exactly what we disagree on the most, and it is 
the finance slash business business side of, of things. So I'm an accountant and I have a degree uh, in a business related field and AJ would love for this to just be like a fun hobby where money doesn't exist and he's like, how much is in my bank account? Just tell me and that's <laughs> the money I can spend. Um, so when, we, when he first got started, he printed all these shirts. This is just an example. He was really excited about this new, this new business he created and he printed like a zillion local comp t-shirts and just started giving them out to people for free. Um, and this was before. This Where's was my t-shirt? <laughs> this was before I really got involved. Um, and so when I, once I started getting more involved, I was like, "How much? How much did you spend on those those shirts?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, I, I don't know. How, like, how much uh, money have we made on those shirts?" I couldn't. No, no idea. <laughs> uh, oh, and my my accountant right brain was like, "You don't know how much money you have spent and how much sure. money you have made." And so we were um, in the car. We were in the car one day, and she goes. She's asking me all these questions. I'm like driving somewhere, like I don't know. I'm just trying to think about where I want to eat for dinner. And she's like, um, I, she, she goes, she goes, she goes when, when is this going to make any money? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm just having a good time. This is like, I'm just having yeah. fun. Like, so, aren't you having fun? Like, I love this. this is, and and one thing that we would say, and we we still say this now, it's as as your business grows and as there's more and as there's as there is more eyes on you, you know. It was, it was, it's still fun. We still have a lot of fun with it and we love it, but there are more pressure on yeah, you. heightened expectations. Yeah. Versus when I first started, I could do any, we could just, you know, it was just whatever. It was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. there was no, you know, we wouldn't get a lot of messages. It was like, if I got a message, one message a day on Instagram, I was like, ooh, what is this? Someone tagged me and now some days it's overwhelming. Sure. How many DMs do you guys get per day, do you think? Um, a dozen a day. That's probably true. Yeah, and it's like, and we have an email account, so there's a lot of every day there's stuff come that, that comes in. Yeah. So that's who? Good. I'm sorry. Who handles most of that? Is that AJ or Amy? We right now it's AJ. Right now I'm actually not even logged in to the local comp account, but um, typically it's both. Where mm -hmm. I was handling more of the permanent posts, um, he was doing more of like the story we sharing so we were like tag teaming it but that kind of gets complicated i'm like did you read this did you mm -hmm. not read it do you need to mark it unread do we need to respond and so it's actually kind of worked out nicely right now with him being the only one that is on the the social media accounts all right cool awesome so next question um we were a part of this last month and a lot of folks probably don't know about this but you guys are just starting advertising on your website can you guys talk a little bit more about that and how other folks can get involved yeah, so on our website, which is um, www.local-comp.com, um, that is where people go to register for all of the competitions that are coming up. And we we typically have how many competitions on there at one time? I mean, I would say about six. Yeah, at least that are six open that for are, registration. Yeah, so um, we get a good bit of traffic on that website, and we realize that that's a great opportunity kind of for the local businesses around here who see people that are interested in functional fitness competitions as kind of their market that they're trying to reach so um, we had we did have you guys um, as a featured business one month we've had right now we have um, blitz bash mm -hmm. um, and we also had the uh, monkeys for their api shoes apl, um, APL. Mm -hmm. sorry perfect those were on <laughs> lulu lemon's website weren't they 
APL shoe? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I think they were. Kayla was talking. I know about a lot of people have. They're really like, expensive. Yeah, like a lot <laughs> of people <laughs> swear by them. They love them. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, something that's a sponsor, bro. There we go. <laughs> API shoe, come oh, on out. Shout out APL. to my boy Chris of Blitz Belts too, by the way. <laughs> so, and we're offering that like super cheap too. It's not yeah. something that we're trying to get rich off of. It's just something that we think is a great opportunity for for businesses to yeah. jump on as a way to advertise. We loved it. Um, yeah, you know, just brings another example of bringing the community together. Um, all right, now we get to the fun part this of- This is the best part. Yeah, man, the bread and butter, who you really are, Scary. we get to know. Do you wanna, can I ask the <laughs> first question? Yeah, so we'll just go, you know, every all right, other, so, all right? You got odds, I got evens. All right. All right. So everyone's probably assuming we're gonna ask this, because I would have assumed we were gonna ask this, but what is your favorite CrossFit workout, and we're gonna start with AJ. Any workout? What is your favorite CrossFit workout? It can't, is it, can it be a lift? What could it involve? No, it's gotta be a workout, Metcon. And then you can, okay. give, I'll tell you what. All right. I'll play this game. I already got it. Give um, us a lift and a workout. I think my favorite one, open workout 19.1, the AMRAP wall balls rowing. That was, that was actually my best open score ever, obviously. It's because he's six feet tall. Yeah, I'm a tall person, so that, <laughs> that was a good one for me. Workout ever. I hated that workout. It was, it was boring, <laughs> but it played to my strengths. And then, yeah, that was my favorite. Right. Uh, it's actually Amy's least favorite. She's smaller. <laughs> I wonder what. what about you, Amy? What's your favorite? Um, I really enjoyed, it was my first open, was the 2017 Open, 17.5. It was the double unders and the thrusters. Hey, thrusters. <laughs> so no joke, if, if, if you could delete any movement from the history of mankind, it would be the thruster for me. But I enjoyed that workout too. I, I have a fond memory of it because I was so new to CrossFit and the Open was so new to me and just CrossFit was still new to me. Like, sure. what is a thruster? Um, but that was one since double unders came easy to me. I actually did best in that one from all the other workouts. And so it kind of gave me some confidence that, oh, okay, I'm not terrible at everything that's CrossFit. Go ahead and brush um, your shoulders off there, AJ. <laughs> right into double unders. All right, perfect. I love that. All right, next question, AJ. What's your favorite CrossFit movement? It could be gymnastics or lift. Uh, I'll say push jerks. Um, if, if for the people that have been in a gym with me, that's like my favorite movement. Um, anything really heavy, push jerks, cleans. All right, what about you? And I have to say the handstand push up, um, which I guess is the upside down version of the push jerk. But there you go. Um, yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Where like your body weight matters. Sure. Yes. <laughs> on the push jerk, having having more body weight is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or long extremities. Yeah. And so, all right, cool. So switching gears. Any good books you've read lately? I have I have not read a book in a while. Um, <laughs> the last book I read might have been Green Eggs and Ham, Dr. Seuss, nineteen ninety three. Love it. I read that last night to my kid. Amy Amy might have to answer this. She she does some audiobooks. Uh, yeah, but but on the spot I can't think of So you're an avid audiobook listener? Yes, I only listen to books. Give us the last three audiobooks you listened to. Gosh. You can grab your phone if you need to. She's she so she's been listening to one about Motherhood. Okay, so yes. uh -oh. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to learn about this foreign concept of being a mom. It sounds very like. What if you hang out with Kayla Bell for a while? No I don't think I need to hang out with Nolan. Um, so I'm very intrigued. Hold on, are you offering to babysit? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm very intrigued by this um, lifestyle that is being a mom. So yes, yeah, so I'm kind of listening. To, oh, I started listening to How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's a Perfect. great book. Um, I've read that book three. 
three times. Really? I, I, haven't, I haven't gotten past like the principal one, but I think it's interesting. You will. Um, <laughs> um, oh, this one's a favorite, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep, also I've read a great that book. one. I've read yes. it twice. Yep. Um, oh, and this one is actually called Animal Liberation. It is the book that made me decide to go vegan. I've never read that book. <laughs> Definitely not. And I will likely never go vegan, no offense. <laughs> That's probably half our conversation yeah. is about steak. We could have a whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> whole podcast on our different diets. We'll, we'll set that up. Well, I would, no, that would actually will. be super interesting. And I would love will. to do that. We yeah. will. Uh, so, funny story in college. All of my college stories are funny. Um, a, a roommate and I, I was a little overweight. Like 217 pounds. I'm 5'8". I'm a little guy. Ooh. So... I was a little chunky. I was a little thick. I had some handles, mm -hmm. right? Um, a f good friend of mine who was much, much, much more overweight than I am, Nick Van Sistine. I don't know that he's ever going to listen to this, but um, he and I did a vegetarian challenge. But we didn't do it like you're supposed to, right? Go and actually get you know, high-quality fruit and vegetables. And you were just eating French fries. We went style. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti life, so baby. <laughs> we went to the grocery store, and we got all of the vegan the the mock food that we could find so the <laughs> vegan burgers and the vegan chicken nuggets and i lost 12 pounds because i was sick for two weeks it was miserable your sodium levels were skyrocketing absolutely miserable so that's my vegetarian story i'm sorry yeah. all right moving on to the next question aj what song do you play when you're ready to rip out a five minute amrap oh man uh I made a 5K row playlist for the Wadapalooza qualifier, and the first song was Foo Fighters Everlong. It's Love one of my it. favorite songs. <laughs> Is that because a 5K on a rower feels Everlong? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a 20-minute playlist for the 5K row, so that was song number one. Um, I actually, if you come to fit us of the, of the Upstate, I do the music myself, and I, I definitely like that part. I try to, like, plan the music for which heats are which age groups and what music I think that age group and gender will like. It's very so. thoughtful. I love that. <laughs> it's fun. That's yeah. one of the, that's one of the more fun. He spends so much time. Yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> so I've, I've often thought that the, the, the job in, a, I guess, a, a movie of selecting music for scenes would be interesting. You're interested, but like they, classical they always yeah. nail it. Uh, what's your song, Amy? Oh gosh, so I'm not known for my very high quality music taste. I would say so. I would agree. <laughs> for me, I would probably want to put on some Beyonce or like Britney Spears' Toxic. Okay. Or... So when we're on long trips, we're basically <laughs> logged into AJ's. That's Spotify. right. Yeah, and that's that's fine. I, I accept it. I accept it. Yeah, she's not. She's she's like one of the. She's just a, just the type of person that's not really. Um, she'll just kind of be happy listening to the radio and like whatever's like pop radio. She's she's Go with good with that. Sorry, guys. And I, I'm sorry. And, and like I try to like research. Like I'll be like, hey, check check this out. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. That's no. how Kayla's too. That's pretty much all the females I work <laughs> with here at Apogee. They, uh, if it's not on the radio right now, yeah, it's like the like Taylor Swift <laughs> album on repeat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is I tried true. watching right. that on Netflix. That uh, documentary. Documentary. I, I got about ten good. minutes into it and I had to turn it off. Oh, I just what. couldn't do it. You know who was a? I don't know if I should say this. He's gonna listen to this podcast. Who's that? You know who a closet Taylor Swift fan is? I'll call him out. You Let's probably, hear it. You could probably guess. 
Reagan. We're going to talk about Reagan. him a little bit. Reagan Green. <laughs> I love you, Reagan, Reagan Green. Green loves Tay Swift. Of course he's going to listen I, to I this podcast. Lie to Reagan Green and I have both listened to Tay Swift while we worked out. So, <laughs> Anyways, oh. moving on to the next question. So, I love to eat. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so excited that I get to answer or ask this question. So, if you had to pick one last cheat meal, what would it be? I'll go sidewall pizza, and I can usually eat an entire pizza by myself. There we go. Sidewall, sidewall pizza sidewall sponsor. Plug. Let's yeah. do this. Plug. <laughs> yeah. I'm hold, on, hold on, hold on. Which pizza? Um, spicy Italian is the one I usually get. It's pretty good. I've gotten a couple different ones, but I usually usually go with that one. Protein add meatballs really good too. Nice. I'm also going to go with Sidewall Pizza because they have a really good antipasto vegan cheese, and I love it. And the only reason I'm not saying Mexican is because I don't consider Mexican a cheat meal. I consider Mexican to be healthy and nutritious with beans and rice, and I would eat every single day. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So where's your favorite Mexican food restaurant? We have a hole-in-the-wall place right around the corner from us with really cheap, like, street tacos. Mm -hmm. And AJ will order seven tacos. Oh, yeah. He's um, a big guy. Yeah, so we yeah, so like one of my favorite things about that place is we're consistently the only white American people in there and I can <laughs> I can speak Spanish. I can speak some Spanish and I always love going in there and talking Spanish to these ladies. And it yeah. just makes me feel like I'm And like I try traveling. I try to order in Spanish, it's pretty fun. So they big. they laugh really hard. Oh yeah. I, I I actually on our honeymoon I got in trouble for speak because I'm I'm an adopted Hispanic. My grandmother's full blood Hispanic. From so, where? New York. Oh, Mexico. She's okay. Mexican. Wow. I tell her that too. She disagrees, but <laughs> abuela. Yeah, you boys is. from Mexico? Yeah. So, yeah. Her name is Orlando Guadalupe. So. Oh, wow. I love it. Damn. I have All pictures right. to prove it. This is a Justin Bell question. Tell me something weird about yourself that no one else would believe. Be honest. I'll tell you mine. I have a pig tattoo on my butt. That no one else would believe. Uh, I, I think I everybody think. would believe. I that. gotta think. <laughs> That's true. Gotta think. Any special weird talents? And if you can't think of one, I bet your spouse probably could. Doesn't necessarily so, have to be a talent. I don't know if people would believe this, but AJ is actually the neat freak and the cleaner of the house. Hey. Okay. So I will. I get lectured if I leave things out on the counters or leave clothes on the floor and. So Amy is the free spirit. So AJ is instantly getting at least 100 more followers that are female after this podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I, could, I could see that. because So I remember, so I remember at Fantasy Upstate um, numero uno, you were locked in, dude. I was, really, I I was really stressed. I was very stressed that day. Um, I remember so many people asked me, they're like, you seem like stressed, you seem uh, strung out, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, there's a lot of things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had an athlete who, who collapsed and that was, that was the worst that could happen. That someone, yeah. someone asked, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, there's a lot of bad things that could happen. Yeah. And you know, it's on me and Amy, so that was. So you, so you could see his clean, neat spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Amy? What's one weird thing about you? That, that that people wouldn't believe. So, like one thing that people might not believe, Amy was um, big into Greek life when she was in college, and was I think. The, hey, what up? Me too. What up, Sig? You, you, you weren't the. <laughs> you weren't the. You weren't the president, but she was like a 
very involved in the structure and um I don't know if you were like the financial bookkeeper yeah, the final year. Like the treasurer. So and that's boring. very if, you know, if you're listening to this and you know her now, um, that's very different from from how she is um, today. I feel like if she was so in college today, she wouldn't what, be in What was the sorority? Were you a diamond girl? Were you a I was an alpha on the crown pie. Okay. They were pan- the pandas. The pandas. Is there a mascot? Is that part of the the, the gig? Yes. There's an animal involved? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm a Kappa Sigma. So I was the opposite. I was the oh. one that spent the money. I was our um, I guess what you would call our recruitment chair. So I I dated a Kappa Sigma. Really? Uh, hey. Yeah. Some of us are okay. Um, so I planned all the parties. I was really good at that too. <laughs> I just attended the parties. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking and yeah. the beer. All right, uh, Justin, your turn, buddy. All right, let's see. If you could be any piece of gym equipment, what would you be and why? <laughs> if you could be any piece of gym equipment, what would you be and why? I would be the rig. I was gonna say that too. People aren't because picking you up, throwing you around. You're always in alignment. No one's losing. You're locked into the wall. You're not. Not you're people are business owners. <laughs> not disorganized. Yeah. I love it. All right. Um, if you could invite any non-local games CrossFit athlete to participate in a local competition, who would it be? Well, we actually had contact with Jacob Hepner, not about competing we were talking to him about being a part of our workout announcements so we always try to that means justin butt was a second thought (laughs) (laughs) well i don't like the way that sounds it was kind of like it was it was it was sort of last minute i reached out to him through local comp and i was talking to him about i was like hey we had this one last workout i explained to him what local comp was fit us at upstate what i created showed it to him he responded back and he's an athlete that I've always liked. I think he's a, I think he's a super nice guy. Seems like he's just, you know, some of the athletes I feel like are a little more modest than others. And he's just, from his content on YouTube and Instagram, I just I always liked him. So sure. I reached out to him. Um, I would I would love to have one of the games athletes come down and somehow be involved. And we have definitely talked about that. But they're not going to do it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just decided that the financial of what it would cost is not worth it for us so but the it was me me and jacob hetner talked about him doing macho man um rick jones our video guy possibly doing some editing with the content because he was going to shoot it from where he lives in kansas we ended up um deciding not to go through with that but um it was just an idea that we had cool so jacob hetner for you and what about you amy tia toomey hey of course you can't not like tia yeah she's so and she's I haven't haven't personally soft, met her, but she she hard. just seems like a great person. Yeah, she absolutely. does for sure. No, I don't I don't disagree with that. That's neat. I think that's great. All right, well that's our rapid fire segment. We're gonna kind of segue into tell us us a little bit about Fittest of the Upstate 2020. I mean, what can we expect? Um, how can people get involved? Just give us kind of a little plug about 2020. Yeah, so our event is currently scheduled for April 24th and 25th. Um, Still on schedule as planned, obviously um, still monitoring this COVID-19 situation, but as of now, it's still on schedule. Um, And this year, it's just going to be bigger and better. We've got more athletes competing. Since we have the intermediate division, we've got a new master's division, so we've got more master's athletes competing. 
Um, we are actually something that's a little different than last year's. We're going to have multiple workouts going on at one time. So you can watch workout one going on at the same time as workout three. Um, we'll have a workout outside that's new this year. So not everyone kind of crammed in one spot. You can walk around, watch the different workouts. Um, we'll have vendors also outside. So um, yeah, it's going to be great. And we are still accepting vendors and sponsors. So um, we would be happy to give more information to anyone that reaches out to us. Um, our vendors get to be on site all day, um, the Friday and the Saturday. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit about the location. Yeah, so this year it will be at um, Cross of Potentia, which is, if you don't know where that is, it is off of Pleasantburg. The Pleasantburg uh, in 385 where the QT is, it's like behind the QT next to the Blind Horse. If anyone has had any good times at the Blind Horse, that's <laughs> right next door. Um, so plenty of parking um, and they have an awesome facility. So they have a great space that they are um, being very gracious to allow us to use and plenty of space indoors, plenty of space outdoors. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. That's awesome. Quick question, since we're uh, kind of partial to CrossFit Greer and they are this episode's sponsor, how'd you guys manage to land them last year for the 2019 Fitness of the Upstate? Yeah, so last year when we had our first spark of the idea of Fitness of the Upstate, which, little known fact, it was my idea, but I wanted to call it Upstate Regionals and I realized now it was a terrible name, and AJ was very hell-bent on changing that name. He thought of the idea of Fittest of the Upstate, which is so much better. Um, but the first thing we were like, okay, if, if we do this thing and we create this competition, whatever we name it, um, we have to have somewhere to do it. We're not gym owners. We don't have a facility. Um, who is going to let two people they don't know take over their gym for this competition? CrossFit Greer. <laughs> yeah. So it was during that time where we were delivering our flyers um, before the Open. And so. But it was before that. So they had been tagging us on social media. So they had, once we announced the Upstate Open, they were, there was a couple of gyms that were tagging us and had DM'd us and were, you know, talking back and forth with us and Greer was one of those gyms. So we felt like, okay, we would, they seemed like they would be interested if we need a space. So, you know, one of the things that makes us different than a lot of the other competitions is me and Amy are not affiliate owners. We don't have a space. Um, mm -hmm. So we have to take over a space. So yeah. So kind of our things we were thinking of was, okay, we need a a gym that we feel like is supportive of us and with us being like so early in our stages there weren't a ton of gyms um, probably a handful a small handful of gyms that had been receptive and supportive and CrossFit is one of them when we needed it to be a large facility with good parking and we preferred it to be kind of centrally located in the upstate so we had never even stepped foot in CrossFit Greer before we decided we think they would be a really awesome choice um, we showed up, we had, they, we told them ahead of time we were going to come and wanted to meet them. Um, and we gave them the flyer, we did a workout with them. And then we said, Hey, we have this idea. What do you guys think? And they were all about it. And they had, they had just met us. So, that so now was... that you have Wadbrain, we want to take over your facility. Yeah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> That's had saw, pretty much what happened. We had saw photos of that. I mean, of like their space. And I was very picky about where. We had it, and there was—I don't know—I just had it had like an idea of how I wanted it to be laid out. And from the photos, I was like, "This looks perfect. Um, it looks really clean. Like the aesthetics of it look great." 
Um, and then we showed up and it was even better than I really expected from the photos. And then we talked to Jen and Reagan and that was mm -hmm. kind of how we ended up locking in. And really, we have to credit them for a lot of our success with Fitness of the Upstate last year. I mean, a ton because we, they helped us so much. I mean, it, it is, yeah, I mean, that none of that would have happened without yeah. them. To Greer, be CrossFit Greer, as well as their members. I mean, that was one of the things looking back that was so remarkable to me was how supportive they were with making sure we had enough judges making sure we had they helped us get the porta potties they helped us get the bleachers in the building they helped us set up they were just they were such a crucial piece mm -hmm. um and we always kind of knew we wanted to bounce gyms and not be kind of at the same gym every year mm -hmm. so the bar was set really high um, <laughs> and we we knew that we it was very important for us to have a good relationship and partnership with the gym that we use not just whatever is the nicest best gym in greenville or um whoever somebody comes up and says oh have you thought about this gym you know it's really more than that and cross potential was a great fit for us as well with that this year we have a good relationship with T and Krista, they also have a wonderful facility and they've been awesome so far this year as well. So we've really been lucky um, to find that support with the, with the yeah, gyms you, that we use. You have to make sure that, that the gym wants you there because there might be a really cool space that, you know, they might not want to host for this of the Upstate. So Greer, I mean, yeah, it was a great experience. They, we, I mean, we even talked about at one point, we're like, uh, should we just do it again there? Should we just stay there? But the whole idea was we we are going to travel, you know, like the Super Bowl or like the national sure. you know, title game. Res gonna, or WrestleMania is his WrestleMania, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're going somewhere new all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Like eventually, you know, you run out of spaces and maybe you just, you know, circle back around. But it's cool because we hoped, we, you know, like we hope that it spotlights that affiliate and you know people walk in the door that never knew that, that affiliate was there mm -hmm. and just you know like i'm sure i would think that that's probably the most people has been inside of crossfit greer at one time Absolutely. was that that mm -hmm. saturday you know so that was cool so it's neat so i've known jen and reagan for going on seven years and not a lot of people know this but jen and reagan have been involved in the crossfit community for something like 12 years so and i might misspeak i do that a lot um, I believe CrossFit Greer was either the first or the second gym to open in the area. I want to say them in Reaction. I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, I think that Reaction was one of the first ones, and I think that there used to be one called Upstate CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, I think Spartanburg's another. Spartanburg's been around for We a actually, while. back when we were trying to get followers during leading up to the Upstate Open 2019, we had trivia like trivia tuesday and so that was one of our ways of trying to get followers sure, yeah. um and we would have that. the answer to the trivia question would be a, one of the gyms and yeah. so obviously we're tagging that gym and the, their members are seeing it and so that that actually did work pretty well but one of the questions was like what are the oldest gyms and we found that answer by looking at the affiliate id because mm -hmm. the the smaller their affiliate id the older they are but then mm -hmm. we actually learned later that CrossFit Gear's affiliate ID changed when they changed, changed ownership, ownership. Sure. so it made it look like they were newer than what they yeah, actually yeah. are. Yeah, that's weird. I, we didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's um it's cool. Jen and Reagan are two very selfless people, um, and I obviously being a member and a coach there, I, they were so excited 
to, to be able to support y'all like they are with everything else. So mm-hmm. and um, they had just moved into that new gym too, yeah. so it was a good way to showcase that new facility. And it did. Which we get to partake in. Yeah, for that sure place is that just I love how it looks. I love something about the smell in there. I feel like if you can smell that rubber. <laughs> well, it was brand I feel new, like bro. It's the floor. <laughs> it's clean. It's always like sweating blood I'm, now. No, it's, it smells. It smells good. Oh, it smells man. like no. those floors. Clean rubber. It for real. <laughs> it for real is one of the cleanliest gyms I've been in, and I think it's the sixth gym I've been a member of for CrossFit, and uh, it is very clean. We love working out there. It's uh, it yeah, it is. It's again, it's it's a special place. So yeah, real quick plug again. If you guys hear this podcast and want to go check out that gym, uh, just say that you mentioned the Apogee podcast, and they'll give you ten percent off your first month's membership. Make sure you smell the floors. Yeah, <laughs> and check out the bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think we're gonna wrap up this episode. It was great getting to know you guys, um, AJ and Amy. You know, I kind of met you in passing a few times, but now I feel like we're best buds. <laughs> I uh, would love to get you back on the podcast, you know, in the future and just see how talk local vegan comp- life yeah, and talk vegan yes. life and see how local comp has continued to progress. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, hey, um, do you guys have anything you want to close with? As far as a plug for Fifty Upstate? Where can people follow you yeah. at? Fittest yeah. of the I guess that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. But. Yeah, <laughs> Fittest of the Upstate 2020 is April 24th. Friday night will be Masters Plus and Teens. Um, Saturday, April 25th, will be Elite, Intermediate, and Masters. Um, yeah, and uh, follow us at Local Comp is really the bulk of our business is done through that Instagram account. And it somewhat feeds into our Facebook, um, but Instagram is where it's Instagram. at. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. You heard it right here on the Apogee Podcast.